With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. This episode of the Blood Time Podcast is brought to you by Pride One Construction. Thanks to the great team at Pride One. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. I've got a phenomenal human being in the in the chair next to me, a longtime friend and actual rival at one time, uh, Tim Cortad from the Aurora Greenman, but now Pride One. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you had a interesting uh, high school uh, career, but even more interesting college career in our great sport. Uh, you you got uh, you were a victim of Title Nine, were you not? Yes, yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, so you go to a great high school, Aurora. Uh, all three of my children graduated; they're green men, but they did better in college than they did in high school because Aurora High School is a you know pretty tough academic place and it gets you in because of your athletic prowess to Miami which is basically like the ivy of the midwest right yeah well it's a funny story that's what, i mean that's why i went to Miami of ohio okay tell you me. Know, i focused on you know athletics in high school and sure focus you know i was always a football player never really considered myself a wrestler you know it's funny cuz we had mark sullivan in last episode right and he said i hated wrestling in high school i just did it to get ready for football cuz i wanted to be a football player so it's the same kind of thing right? i did i cut a lot of weight i was a 160 pounder as a sophomore dear god um yeah. i cut a lot of weight and you yeah. know, I should have probably stayed at 171. I probably would have placed at States. Okay, okay. At 160, I couldn't even make weight at the at the last tournament. Oh, I, dear God. I finally made it, but yeah. lost to a guy that I beat the week before and didn't make the stage, which sure. was like, I'm not wrestling anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I always thought of myself as a football player. And then my junior year, um, I decided to... Uh, I didn't even go out for wrestling in the beginning of the year, which is oh, a crazy story. I bet you Bliss loved that, <laughs> right? Dick, Dick, Dick Bliss was trying to cut me, make me cut to 171. Oh, dear God. And I'm like, I'm playing football in college. Right, So right. I'm trying, and I was about 200 pounds at the time. Yeah. They didn't have a 215 back then. So right, right, yeah. I'm like, I'm, It was like 180, it was 190, It was 189, and then it went to heavyweight. Yeah, exactly. So I was 195, 200 pounds, and I'm right. like, I'm trying to gain weight for football. Sure. Um, and he's like, he's like, you got to cut the 171. I'm right. like, well, fine, I'm not coming out. So I didn't come out the first like week of practice. Yeah, you showed him. And then he finally, <laughs> is, and, then, and then Dick's yeah. finally like, you can wrestle heavyweight, but you're going to get killed. I'm like, 
thinking that he would cut me down after I started losing some matches. Right. Well, then I just started winning and then winning and winning and ended up taking second state that year. That's Got awesome. up to about 210 pounds by the end of the year. Okay. So. Okay. It's a crazy story. So, sure. long story, I went through, you know, I, I still thought I was a football player all the way through. Right, right. And I get a full scholarship to Miami of Ohio for right. football. I also got scholarship to Indiana and a bunch of Mac schools. Okay. Um, but in wrestling, I was getting recruited by everywhere. I could win yes. almost. Well, you were, weren't were you like the wrestler of the year in the entire area, right? Your senior yeah. year. So my, my senior year, I got up to about 255 pounds. Okay. So I gained almost 90 pounds in a two-year period. Dear God, yeah. Trying to play football. Um, right. And uh, so it was a big match my senior year when I wrestled uh the Medina tournament, which yeah. was, which at that time was like the biggest right. Christmas holiday tournament I think Brexville is now. But well, heck, even back then, it was like one of the biggest tournaments of the year anywhere. It was. Yeah. And, and I wrestled uh, I wrestled Dan King in the finals. Okay. Both of us, he just pinned his way through the Ironman the week before. Wow. And uh, so we both met each other in our final. Both of us were 10-0 with 10 pins. Right, right. And I ended up pinning him Holy cow. in that tournament. And he was a junior national All-American. And, wow. And uh, so that, that, kinda, that just opened up the yeah, door. And yeah, everybody, yeah. next, I mean, the next day, I mean, Bobby Douglas is calling every sure. every school in the country. Yeah. Still thought I was a football player. <laughs> and uh, ended up going to Miami of Ohio. It was one of the only schools that let me do both sports. Okay. Plus, the Roars Valley Victorian went there. So oh, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go, yeah. you know, yeah. this yeah. is my chance to get a really good education and really focus on academics and athletics. Yes. Because um, I didn't focus on it when I was like a freshman and sophomore, then started focusing it more as a junior and senior. And that's really only, that's what most colleges care about anyhow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And that's how it got me to Miami of Ohio, because it was one, right. one of the only schools that would let you play both sports. I love it. So yeah. Well, I know Miami very well. My brother graduated from there, and I uh, sent a lot of my athletes there when I was the first-time head coach at Beachwood, and you met one or two down there. Yeah. Yes, and you uh, Zide was down there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Ryan Peters was Absolutely, down there. Yeah. 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 Actually, uh, Siegel was down there. Yes. You know, yes. A lot of, yes. of Beachwood kids. Absolutely. Aaron Grossman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he grad. Did he had graduated yet or no? Gross. So I met Aaron. He was my drill partner. Okay. His senior year was my freshman year. Awesome. Gotcha. So that's yeah. how I got to know Aaron. Yeah. Because Zide was about your age, right? Zide's Zide. one year older. One year older. One than year me. older. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you you get down there, uh, and uh, sadly, you're there for just a cup of coffee, right? Or no. A little bit longer. So no, I so I played football my freshman year, and I okay. wrestled. Started, you know, I was there for three years. Oh, okay. So gotcha, gotcha. and Chuck Angelo was the coach there, and right, great guy. And sure. um, long story, when I got there, the football I was, I was I had a really good freshman year in football, and the football coach didn't want wanted me to focus on football, of course, because I was losing yeah. weight when I started wrestling. Sure. So. Yeah. You know, as a stubborn wrestler, right. as we all are, right. you know, it didn't go over well because that's the only reason I went there. And, right. you know, at the end of the day, after my freshman year, I decided, too bad, Too I, bad Stephen Neal hadn't done what he did for the uh, Patriots back then. You could have told him, hey, exactly. check this dude out. I got right? a great Stephen Neal story. I'm on sure that you too. do. <laughs> Stephen and I are good, good buddies. He's a great guy. So, we, yeah. we, uh, so I ended up, uh, after my freshman year, I just focused on wrestling. Okay. Um, and and what spent, were you wrestling at? What weight? I was about 275, 280 okay. at that point. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, it was two year, three year. I mean, I just, it wasn't the right wrestling room for me. Right. Um, and Title IX, actually, I left a year before Title IX hit Miami of Ohio. Gotcha. It was in 99. Okay. I left in 98. Okay. Because, you know, I was I was working a camp with Joel Greenlee at OU. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I never got taken down in the Miami wrestling room. So it just yeah. wasn't, that's it, not going to yeah. get you to where you need yeah. to be. 
in focusing on wrestling, I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to make the best of my career, and I never redshirted. Sure. So that's when I transferred to Ohio University. The Bobcats. With Joel Greenlee, which yeah. I went on another. I, I looked at Ohio State. I looked at Purdue. Okay. Tom Erickson was the head uh, was the heavyweight coach at Purdue. And right. Joel Greenlee, and then um, uh, at Ohio State had uh, uh, Rex Holman. Oh. So I looked at all three. That I wanted to go where somebody that could, I could. Uh, was he a, already a national champ, Rex? Rex was a national champ. He was at coaching. 190, he was right? coaching. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Which I actually wrestled him at the Michigan State Open. Okay. You know, we, he beat me in overtime, three one. But wow. it was a good match for me to like to, to, to gauge mean, yourself. To gauge right? myself. Yeah. So long story. I ended up I ended up transferring to Ohio University gotcha. because of Joel Greenley. And Joel okay. Greenley was second on the Olympic ladder. Yes. And he is he was phenomenal. Yes. And a lot of people don't know. I mean, he was right behind Baumgartner. For ten years. Oh my gosh! I mean, he yeah, because nobody ever hears about the second guy, right? Oh, and he's I mean, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I put it, like I remember when Tally Thompson took third and third in the world. Right. Came into OU's wrestling room. I was a senior, mm-hmm. and uh, he trained with me and Joel. Wow. And Joel just took him apart. T- took him. Took it to him. Yeah. And I, I was trying to get him to go out for the Olympics in 2000, which okay. I tried out for the Olympics in 2000. Well, you know, well. it's interesting because the last episode of uh, season one was Kerry McCoy. Yeah. Right? Kerry McCoy on. He talked about, you know, Mako and T- Thompson and Neil. And he had, you know, he had to go, him and Neil, and he took him. Which yeah. is amazing. Kerry's another yeah. good friend of mine. Yeah. And I actually trained with him, you know, before I tore my ab. Okay. In the 2000 Olympics for him to, to go to the Olympics. Um but he, yeah, that's, I mean, he, he was tough. Yeah. Stephen Neal was, you know, the reason I stopped wrestling. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I tried to make the Olympics in 2000. I took sure. seventh. Okay. And then I, I trained. I started training the, the next year. Stephen was still there and Carrie. Right. And I ended up tearing my ab. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not. Yes. I, I was so injury prone. I, I, I was like, I'm done done wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, you, but you are wrestling the like the best of the, like the, the golden age of heavyweights. I mean, Lesnar, right? You, you had, you know, you were there with Lesnar for a, for a minute. We, for a minute. I wrestled him at uh, two thousand when I was an All American at OU. Okay. Um, he was uh, wrestled him in the semifinals. Right. And uh, and uh, was beating him, and then I know you were beating. Him. Unfortunately, lost. And it's a funny story as I just watched that match for the first time after twenty years. Is that... <laughs> like, like I only watch matches I wow. lost before to get to, to try to get better. Sure. I couldn't watch that match because yes. it was the one goal. I mean, I transferred from schools to go to you. I wanted right. to be a national champion. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I beat a lot. I beat West Hand and Trenemic. I beat all these guys. And I just, right. uh, you know, it just wasn't my, it wasn't meant to be. But yeah. it was hard, so I couldn't watch it. Sure. <laughs> I, just, I get it. It's, it's crazy. What did you learn from watching that? I, I learned what I probably already knew. Okay. You know, I, 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 um, I was sick in that tournament. I had a... My foot, I fractured my foot, uh-huh. so I couldn't shoot a single. Oh. And it was well, that was your thing. And it was well, I was a double. Oh, but okay. if a guy circled away from my double, but you were a shot. I would shoot a single. Yeah, yes, yeah. and I could not shoot my single. Gotcha. And he was he was rotating away, which somehow he probably knew that I couldn't shoot that single. Yeah. And he kept rotating, and I was up. I don't know why I forced mm. it, but mm. I hit a high crotch, which I just I never really yeah. hit, and left my elbow up and. That was it. It was it. But flying elbows will get us. Yep. No question yep. about it. I, tell, I, I drilled it a thousand times. I never hit high crotch. I understand. I would hit doubles all day long on people, and and then if they circle, I bang on the head and go to go to uh, go to a uh, go to a single. Okay. And sometimes that single would open them up to come back to the double. So it was. I always had them going both ways. So, so you you were a big believer in chain wrestling. 
Oh, yeah, it's, it's shot, shot, reshot. Joel Greenley actually helped me a lot with that when I went to college. Sure. He, I mean, he really pushed, banging on the head, shot, keep rotating both ways, get the guy off balance. And, and it score. was pace for you. Huh? It was pace for you. Yeah. Right. So when I went to OU, I was up to like 275, 280 at Miami. Right. NCAAs, I was 245 with oh, Greenland. Right. I mean, I was in phenomenal shape. Oh, wow. And I could just go. Right, right, right. Well, that's that's the key, right? I yeah. mean, that's when you started seeing these guys do that at heavyweight. Yeah. You know, from Kerry uh, McCoy, Tommy Rollins, that whole generation of even Lou Bannock, you know, back in the day. Yeah. You know, go, 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 go like a hundred and you know, 60 pounder or something like that. Well, if you don't, you rely on a one, one match, right. Flip of a coin. Right. You're just not, you know, I wanted to control the match. I like that. So typically I would go out that first minute or two and try to get a couple takedowns, get the lead and then work it from there. So I love it. Well, you know, I I love, I love this and I want to explore more of this, Tim, but I also want to talk about a little bit about what you're doing now, uh, you know, in the real world, right. As we say, so uh, we're going to be back with uh, Tim Cortad in a minute. Uh, Word from our sponsors. This is Coach Cimarroni. Defense Soup at DefenseSoup.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Yes, this is uh, Coach Cimarroni for Limo King, one of our newest sponsors, and Connor Mack. We love Connor. Uh, He has uh, this company that's the premier party bus company for Cleveland with over 200 reviews being five stars. That's 200 reviews at five stars. Holy cow. All of their vehicles are purchased brand new and are custom built. They service nights out, sporting events, concerts, weddings, and many other services. They service all of Northeast Ohio, Akron, and Canton. Feel free to call or text the owner, Connor Mack, directly at 440-221-4474. That's Connor Mack, 440-221-4474. TheLimoKing.com. TheLimoKing.com for all of your party bus needs. And we're back with Tim Cortad. Tim, how you doing, man? Great, great. Awesome, awesome. Great story. So, you know, you had some amazing human beings around you. Uh, obviously, they're inspirational just be, by being around you. But was there one that one person or that one conversation that you had with someone that said, doggone it, man, I can do something kind of cool, kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, superior, if you will, you know, in this world. Well, I was really fortunate to be at Aurora. Okay. Um, Dick Bliss was an amazing coach. I mean, I think he coached 50 years, yes. which is unheard of anymore. Right. Uh, one of the things I think is a lot different than the coaches nowadays versus, uh-huh. I mean, Dick Bliss, you know, you came when you went through his program, you became a man when you left the program. Right. Um, he really taught, you know, core values. Okay. Culture, I and mean, he really instilled in a lot of things that I've taken 
you know, into the business world now. Mm. He just was a, one of those mentors, yeah. guys you respect. Okay. You, didn't, you know, he earned the respect. He mm. didn't expect it. Right. Um, he just taught a lot of life lessons. Okay. A lot of discipline, but had made it fun. A lot of things that I think a lot of the coaches nowadays, everyone's so focused on results. Yes. Where yeah. he was, re- he the results were, 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 were uh, the results happened based on all the way he coached us. Gotcha. You know, we didn't, we didn't, I mean, we, we set goals, mm-hmm. you know, to be state champs, but that wasn't the only thing. Right. He would sit you if you didn't do certain things. Right. Like he did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what's taken us on life. Like, it's not all about winning. Right. You, know, you got to focus on the wins and, and results, but you also need to focus on doing it the right way. Yes. And he, and he just, he was, he was a, a phenomenal coach for me right. to get me to where my head was to get you know, to college and then move on to where I'm at in the, in the real world now. Um, I also had a great inspirational guy, Mike Lavinia, okay. which was our strength coach, which was, and he's still coaching at Aurora. He's actually one? been training my son right now. He's, he's just a phenomenal That's guy. Fantastic. He, he, he taught us how to go an extra step. Okay. So he would push us in the weight room when we were done. He'd make us do more. I love that. And really unlocked your, you know, ability to realize, man, I have another gear. Yeah. Second, yeah. third gear. Yeah. And then I can't. I, I have to say, Joel Greenley was. Of course. Was yeah. was you know I know you said one, but these are three. No. This Joel is, Greenley this, was. Yeah, yeah. Joel Joel Greenley. You're fortunate to have that. I mean, was was sure really that. one. He's still a friend now. That's. A, I mean, we used to go 45 cool. minute matches. Wow. You want to talk about like blood everywhere him and i are <laughs> you're going at it baby. We, we we would go at it i mean he I was phenomenal it. and he pushed he, he really really pushed me and you know you know as a coach because i coached at clarion and uh, sure. which a coach like frankie Edgar, the ufc guy and right. coach stipe mousek at cleveland state and you know it wasn't about and like stipe is a perfect example you want the kite you want you want it when you're as a coach. You want the kids who want to win for you. Yes, that's when you know you got them. Right. Well, Joel Greenlee did that for me. Like gotcha. I did not want to lose and come off the mat and let him know I failed. Right. That's the kind of coach he was. Yeah. He was a friend, but you know, respect him as a coach, and <clears throat> I was uh, fortunate to have those three guys around me. That's cool. You know, and it's interesting because you know I'm still coaching. I'm coaching at Shrink Falls, and one of the things I, I want I want to great graduate great human beings because if you have those underpinnings. Good wrestling or great wrestling comes easier. Comes easy sometimes because you got dedication, you got work ethic, you got commitment, you got all those things. If you got a little bit of talent, you mix that together, you're going to get a pretty good wrestler. But more importantly, too, you got to learn how to lose. You don't want to lose, but life's full of losses. You know, that's how you fail forward, right? You learn from those things. So I think a great coach does both. But with the idea, let's win, let's win together. But you're going to lose. No matter who you are, you're going to lose. So I don't know if that's something that maybe resonates in your in your experience. It, it, big time. It, it's it's made me who I am. Okay. Um, that's the one thing about wrestling that's awesome where, you know, it, and guys that haven't wrestled don't understand. Right. Right. You go out in the mat by yourself gotcha. and you're competing one-on-one. There's nobody else to have excuses. It's you, right. you versus them. And when you lose... You can't blame it on, you know, the quarterback or can't blame it on mm-hmm. the guard that missed the, the block. It's you. You right. lost. It's a very honest you know? sport. And in, yeah. in the real world, you get into the real world, you know, sure. it's, it's you and your job and you got to win. Right. You know, I look at like when I wrestled, I was, at, you know, I, I was at the weight room eight o'clock at night. Right. I, I made sure I hit my weights. I made sure I did my conditioning. I made sure I did all these things over and above to get 
to, to get to be successful. Sure. So I take that in the real world. I mean, it's you know, there's yeah. a great book, uh, good to good to grade. Um, yes. And it talks about the 20 mile march. Right. It's so funny because I read this book and it's the book is a phenomenal book for business. If anybody if anybody hasn't read it. Yeah. And it, and it reminds me of my wrestling career. You get the 20 mile march and every day. So in business, I do the same thing. I do all these things every week, no matter what goes on. I always do it. And I did the same thing in wrestling. I hit my conditioning. I hit my weights. To be able to win, yes, and then there's and then it's it is what it is. You you put everything in, all the effort you put, all this all the development, all the skills, all everything you could control, you yeah. do, yeah, and you win or you lose. But at that point, at least you know going into the match, you've done everything to prepare yourself. You know, and most of the time when you do all that, you end up winning. And, I, and results I, happen. And I think you're 100 percent right uh, on so many levels. And I love the name of your company because it's about pride. It's Pride One. So tell me a little bit about you know that. And what what's going on there? What's what's happening with Pride One? So Pride One. So you know, real quick, I you know, I I ran a, a family business for twenty years. We're a sure. manufacturing company. Did um, architectural metal. We uh, installed it and okay. ran it. Yeah. And family businesses are tough. Course, the yeah. dynamics tough, and you know, we decided to sell, which was a great thing for the family. Like everybody gets along now, and it's a great thing. Right. Um, and I went over to Pride One. I actually did their headquarters at my old company. Nice. Yeah. And I met the the one of the partners a long time ago on a on a vendor trip. Okay. And we hit it off. And long story, they offered me a job. I was looking at a bunch of different places. Right. And um, I had a three year commitment after I sold the company, and then I went I went over to Pride One. Okay. And Pride One's a big general contractor okay. company, um, and we do develop some of our own projects. But we work from Florida to Michigan, nice. the whole eastern side side of the uh, country, and it's just been a phenomenal fit. Okay. For me, I'm a huge core value person. Um, you know, and we and I instill that. Yes, I'm a very yeah. passionate person. Yeah. You know, and our core values is one relationship. It's one team, it's one owner, okay. one result, and one life. Okay. So all of those are huge to me. Like relationships are a big thing sure. to me. Like our relationships are with our people, right. with our with our with our subs, with our vendors, with our clients. Right. Right. Uh, it's all the way through, inside and outside. Uh -huh. You know, one team. We're all on the same team. Right. Even when I'm working with somebody, I don't want to win if my if. if if, if the guy I'm working with isn't winning either. Yeah. So we want to win together. That's the kind of, that's the, we don't bid work. Pride One doesn't bid work out. That's why we, we have one team. I love that. We have one relationship. That's how we, we're able to get our work. Sure. You know, we also have one owner. <laughs> Own your right. task. Very similar to wrestling. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. You're the owner of that match. There's no one else. No. You got to own it when you're out there, so you own it. So that's a huge one result. You know, you do all the all the big things, but you focus. You still got to have your eye on the prize, which is the result. Right. Um, and then one life is a one life is do what you do with passion. Right. Like we want. I want passionate people. I always tell, like, you know, I mentor a lot of the people in our business. And yeah. I'm like, there's going to be days you're down. I have four kids. Life is crazy. Yes. And there's days that things go wrong. Maybe your kid does something wrong or what, and you're down. Yeah. You know, I come to work. Yeah. I say, fake it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be with someone that's exactly. complaining or yeah. Yeah. or uh, talks about their life experiences that are, are miserable. I know. Like I come in every day with a smile on my face and right. we're going to go. And right. some days are rough and some days are great. But, you know, 
I feel like the passion is such a huge part of life. Right. And people want to be around people with passion. It's, passion. it's contagious. So, I mean, that's kind of pride one. But we're doing really well. We're, we're, we we got projects going on in Florida, the Carolinas, sure. Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan. It's fantastic. Um, and it's just, uh, it's been a phenomenal it's been a phenomenal run. I became president uh, five months ago. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, and I'm a partner awesome. in the business. Um, we have a couple partnerships and some other businesses as well. Okay. And it's just, um, you know, I was, it, was a, it's, it was a growing company. They went through some growing pains. Right. And got really, really big. And I was like the perfect time for me to come over there. And the way I navigate through with people and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the president, but you'll never hear that in I my hear business. I hear I, I, and I, I say, if someone calls me boss, I'm like, no, I'm not your boss. I'm your right. teammate. Right. And that's the way I, this way I manage the business. We're gotcha. all teammate. I have a job. You have a job. We have laborers. We have engineers. Laborers' job is just as important as my job. Absolutely. You got to do your job. I got to do my job. No question about but it. To go back to my football side. There's always, I always say there's 11 people on the field. Right. One guy doesn't do the job, we'd fail to play. I mean, so we all need to play. Think about it. If the center doesn't do his yeah. job, nothing happens, right? <laughs> and you got to be team focused because sure. I look at, like, and I, I use this line a lot, like um, LeBron James, right. best basketball player in the world. Right. How many times could he not win the championship? Right. Cleveland won at one time. He had to buy into a team right. for him to win. He couldn't win on himself. No so I'm question. like, yeah. there's nobody in our business that's bigger than the business. Yes. So you and know, you we know, really are team spirited. You know, we all chip in, and it's just it's 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 really fun and rewarding when you have a team yeah. with no cancers. Yes. That everybody's on a positive culture yeah. while trying to make each other win. Because you know, it's funny. You know, not to, to change subject, but like. I, when I interview somebody like, yeah. for a higher level position, I'm like, you know, your first responsibility is to find, is to hire your replacement. Yes. And they look at me like, what do you like? I'm like, couldn't agree if you want to grow in this business, mm-hmm. you find somebody in this business that could be your replacement. Yep. If he's your replacement, you can do more. Yep. This company, I mean, if you're not growing, you're dying. Sure. So we're always finding ways to grow. I can't, you, and you need to grow inside out. You can't just bring people in from Absolutely. other businesses. So we're always training our replacements. So you got a good farm team. We got a great farm team. And that's and that's yeah. and that's and a good bullpen. And that's and how it works. That, yeah. And we just had a great transition with um one of our one of our people that it worked. Okay. You know, okay. she was able to go and take on a management role and she had someone that could replace her in the Perfect. role she was and it shows the team like, hey, this there's and ego, ways for right? growth. Ego needs to be left Check out. Check your ego at the door. Absolutely, right. It, it, ego yeah. hurts you. Oh, you, know, you want to be confident. You're talking about cancer, right? Yeah, you oh want to be confident. But it's, you know, I, I look at it. You Big know, difference. The Big ego difference. needs to be yeah. about the business. Right. If you right. look at, like, we're always like, it's pride one. Is it good for pride one? Right. That's what matters, not right. for any individual in the place. So that That's a great thing. The ego for the for the business, okay? Yes. Because, you know, there's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. I think that arrogance walks in fear. Confidence walks in love. Yeah. So I think what you're seeing is love in the in the biz, yeah. right? And and we all succeed. And you know, you and I were teammates for a, a minute. You know, uh, on a phenomenal organization, wrestlers and business wrestlers and network. Business, yep. You know that had had really just nothing but love as we started. And I think that's really still what's happening in that organization. And now it's what I don't know, twenty, thirty thousand people. Strong. We have, we have like thirty thousand people. Um, yeah. Is it you know when the recession happened and back in 08 and right. 
you know, Aaron Grossman, which yeah. I know you coached him. And yeah, he's been a he was life, my captain of my 92 team with life, Ryan, Ryan Lifelong uh, best friend. He's actually bought my house. We're neighbors. Okay. And he, um, he, he, you know, we were bouncing around, like trying to stir up business and yep. started on LinkedIn. And all of a sudden, you know, just kept growing. You know. And Jason Effner yep. got involved and you were involved. Yeah. And Matt Delguide. Matt Delguide, uh, which yeah. Matt's still involved. Sure. And, Lou Joseph, a lot of great people from Cleveland area, right. and it, uh, the, um, it's grown into thirty thousand members, and it's That's awesome. Fantastic. And I have so many stories of wrestlers. It's a big joke in our office that yeah. I only work with wrestlers because <laughs> every time someone comes in, they're a wrestler. That's... It's it's amazing. And I got like a couple of my all American things in my office, and people come in and they're like, and all of a sudden, it's like a hour conversation in my office. <laughs> in my one of our sales guys or our partner, they're like, <laughs> like they can't get on with their thing because like we. Well, it's, you're right. It's an instant bond wrestlers have. Yeah, exactly. And I respect you know wrestlers it's amazing i mean and the one thing that we got to keep getting better and this is why i went back to the coaching yeah is i was fortunate to have great coaches right there's too many coaches nowadays i feel like are too result oriented right and they're not teaching these people to come in because i see a lot of these phenomenal wrestlers yeah they get we're done with wrestling and they haven't learned how to transfer those tools to be a successful wrestler and bring it into the real world yeah and that's the yeah. honestly that's the biggest thing as a coach is training these kids to be men and, you know, I, I see less and less of that. I see, you know, you can even see it in college. I mean, oh, these kids are like college athletes in high school. That's why you see all these four-time All-Americans and yes. national champions. Yeah. And that's not what the sport was designed to be. Sport in general is not designed to be that way. It's designed to get these, you know, most people's careers are going to be done at 18 yep. or they're going to be done at 21, 22. Right. So, like, you're it's not, you're not like, I haven't been on a mat in 20 years, right. Right. you know, but what did, I took the tools that I learned for the last 20, you know, for, for you know, I wrestled since I started in sixth grade, so 15 years of wrestling. Yes. And I've taken those for the last 25 in business. Right. And I honestly say there's no chance I'd be where I am today if I didn't wrestle. Well, that's, you know, that's it, the reason for this podcast, Tim. That's the reason you're sitting here, is those stories, is that philosophy. We need to get more of this into the milieu of our culture. And I, I think that what you're saying is poignant and incredibly important it is and i you know and I, my my daughter's in a, is, is a highly successful basketball player congratulations and volleyball player That's she's awesome. she's at wall she just beats Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's Wall's Jesuit all right and she you know and i'm always you know i'm always coaching her right. in in how to like hey this is you know you're going to be done at 21 22 these are the things you need to do. You got to do it the right way. One of the major reasons we want the Walsh is because I love the coaches. The coach, the coach there, Maggie, is from um, from St. Joe's. Oh, okay. very disciplined. Very, you know, yeah. very like we're going to do it the right way. Right. And that's at the end of the day, that's what you need because in the business, you got to do it the right way. You got to do it the right. You know, like a big firm believer of just doing things the right way. So I've, I've been blessed to to be around a lot of good people. Yes, and right wrestling's you've been, named a number of them. And yeah. wrestling's been, uh, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal, and good friends. You know, sure. I mean, yeah. friends with Stipe. You know, like I yes. talked about Stephen Neal. Not yes. I know this is well, late just... past, but Stephen Neal when he went to the yeah. so him and I were working the Bruce Baumgartner camp. Oh sure. And he's my only person I've ever been friends with that beat me in wrestling. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, love I, it. I like to be the better brother. Well, I'm he very, was something. I'm super competitive. I hear you. And he, um, he, he. Uh, 
him and I were working this camp, and I mean, the night before we were racing across the swimming in the Edinburgh River, oh my the, the lake, which yeah. Kevin Wallace, another state champ from Solon, sure, and yeah. we're, we're we competed against everything, right? So the next day, uh, Matt Kafari was there, and he oh, was wow. working with your buddy, um, who was Steven's agent. Neil Cornridge. Neil Cornridge. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So Neil's got some Stephen Neil stories. Macafari was working with Neil Cornridge, okay. you know, at the time. I sure. think he was his agent. Yeah. And got Stephen Neil a tryout. With the uh, Patriots. With, with the Patriots. Sure, yeah. And Stephen and I are eating lunch together, and yeah. he's carrying around. He's trying to gain weight. He was <laughs> never, he was always trying to gain weight. Yeah. He's got this whole bag Damn of them. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, the oh. whole loaf. He'd make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. He's trying to crush food. Oh my god! And he's like, man, they want me to try for the for the. You know, he's like, you played football. I haven't played football since high school. And right, right. I'm like, Stephen, yeah. you know, I played football, and I, you know, you could easily make an NFL. Yeah, you're an athlete. Yeah. you're six foot yes. six. Yes, two hundred seventy five pounds, and right. can move. These guys can't move. I'm telling you, I've right. I've played against some of the best guys in the country. Yeah, and I so I talked him into going. I'll be darned. And he ended up trying out that day. Got signed to the practice squad and then played in the league for like three, 10 years. Three-time Super Bowl Phenomenal champion. Phenomenal guy. You know what and I mean? it's crazy because I got inducted to Hall of Fame uh, at Ohio University. Yeah. And my wife made this great video and Stephen talked in my video. That's fantastic. And it was just cool. He's a, he, was a, he was a great guy. Yeah. Works hard. Super competitive. He was such a good athlete. Yeah. When we were at the Olympic Training Center. Yeah. That was a fun week. I was at the Olympic Training Center. I, I was in a three-way with Kerry McCoy and Stephen Neal. Oh, my gosh. For a week. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's why you're fighting the altitude yeah. of, of, of Colorado, Colorado Springs. And, yeah, again, yeah. and Kerry yeah. lived there, so he was oh, like, yeah. he could handle that the air. I was dying. Right. But it was a rough It was a rough weekend. Um, but but Stephen Neal and I went two-on-two two against some of the people that played basketball there I and beat it. them. I love it. That's how great of an athlete Stephen Neal oh, was. Oh, my God. I mean, I throw in the ball, he's slamming the ball. I mean, it's just he's just a well, phenomenal athlete. But we played two and two against two, you you know, United, U.S. players. U.S. Yeah. players. Holy cow. And it's funny because a lot of my kids, my kids are basketball players now. Okay, yeah. Um, and they're always like, you can't play basketball. I'm like, no, we beat yeah, them. Yeah, I can play And, and I played I against Wally Zerbiak at Miami of Ohio. There you go. Summer. Yeah, Zerbiak, sure. <laughs> That's Absolutely. another great Well, you know, it's interesting because Belichick says he's the hardest worker I've ever coached. Oh. You know, harder than Julian Edelman, and you know that that was the that was the the quote. And uh, Stephen Neal is something. I mean, he put McGinnis on his head, and everybody from that point on, he's the man in the Patriot camp. So. And he always he'll always go back to wrestling. So it sure. made him who he is. You know, he's given back now. Like now that he's retired from football, yeah. he's given back now. And he always said the hardest thing he ever did. I mean, he was 19 years old and won the world championship. I, I know. He's just in, a, in a dominating fashion. Yes. I mean, he's a and Kerry, Kerry speaks very highly of of Stephen, and was very. He said, "I was very fortunate to beat him." Yeah. You know, very fortunate to meet him. But, of course, Kerry is Kerry. You know, he's Kerry, Kerry's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Absolutely. Very humble. I mean, very humble, very smart, just, yeah. a, just an all-around great genuinely guy. genuinely grateful. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, so I've been lucky to have all these guys around. I mean, it's been yes. it's been crazy. You know, some of the... You know, I lived in a, in a really crazy time. I mean, I coached sure. Stipe. I was, you know, I, yeah. run, I run into Stipe with, like, my friends. I'm like, oh, this is my drill partner, my training partner. I love it. Because he helped me train for the... 2001 uh, U.S. Open. So, okay. but I'm always like, he's my training partner, you know, and he's, you know, he's done a phenomenal job and he's doing great. And oh, well, I just had Vic Ventresca in my room to talk about how he trains, mm -hmm. and he was one of his trainers at Strong Style, and now he's currently training Patty Gallagher. Oh wow! 
uh, Tom Gallagher. Yeah. I coach Tommy and I coach Victor back at John Carroll. So to see Patty do this is amazing. He's and of course, yeah, he's, 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 he is something he is because Tommy was unbelievable and he's taking it to the next level his yeah. his son. But, uh, well, this has been fantastic. And the hardest thing about this whole thing I do here at the podcast blood time is to stop these things, you know, at the end of a uh, interview, I could talk to you for a long time. And I felt the same way with Sullivan and all of them, but you know, we got it. We got to, we got to do that. We got to stop it. And uh, I hate to do it, but we're going to do it. So I'm going to ask you one thing. Leave our audience with a word of courage, encouragement during these fascinating times we live in, if you would. Well, to go back to wrestling, I mean, you know, you're, you're always going to, things aren't always going to go as planned. Right. And you know, I'm a perfect example of that. Okay. You know, I wanted to be a national champion. It didn't happen that way. You know, did I stop? And, you know, I just kept, you know, the one thing that wrestling's taught me is that, you know, life's going to have a lot of curveballs at you sure. and you got to fight through it. So what I would say in these times now, like I just go every day, one day at a time. And I'm so competitive that I want to win and just find other ways to win. So like in this time period now, like, your things are going to happen that you can't control. Right. You just can't let those things break you. Gotcha. If anything, you work harder to get past those obstacles. So I know there's going to be a curveball. I'm going. To, I know Monday there'll probably be another curveball. There's right. coronavirus right now, and yes. are they going to shut down some of my projects? Are they going to do this? Well, you know, yeah. my my team and I we worked so hard to create a monster pipeline to get through these things because we know, I know what's there. So I still do my 20 mile march. We're still crunching through okay. and it's not gonna break me. You know, it's, if it's coronavirus, next week it could be something else. You just don't know. Yeah. But what you know, what you do know is what you can control. Yes. So I always say focus on what you can control to win. It's a, I, I use a, a analogy, you know, there's a lot of black and white things in this world. Sure. You gotta crush the black and white stuff. Okay. That's the stuff you can control. Okay. Then the, that takes that grayness of the world yes. and shrinks it to a small point. I like and that. those are the curveballs that you got to fight through. But I if like you get that. everything else right, that middle section is the way is is so much easier to navigate through. Yeah. And then keep driving. You know, every day is a drive. I love it. Well, from Tim Cortad's mouth, learn to hit the curveball, or at least know when it's coming. <laughs> If you can see the picture, <laughs> giving, giving you a tip off, right? Yes. So I love these words of encouragement, Tim. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And it's just good to see you, brother. No, thank you. This is awesome what you're doing. Oh, and, thanks. you know, if if, the, if you can get people's voices out and, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm i a big firm believer of reading and learning yes. from other experiences, work smarter, not harder. And these yeah. are opportunities to hear from some of the greatest wrestlers and uh, some guys that have taken wrestling and done great things in the real world. You know, that's you can learn from people like that. Well, keeps... so always keep your eyes open and learn. So this is great that you're doing this and well, really appreciate you having me. Thanks. And Tim, keep doing what you're doing, brother. And good luck to your entire family and your, your, your daughter and pride one. Thank you. God bless, bro. All right, thanks. Thank you. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Love to all. This is Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. 
Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. Call Ryan M. Miller, the CE Specialist, at 330-933-8231 or click on the link in our show notes. That's Ryan M. Miller, CE Specialist, 330-933-8231 or our show notes. The link is where you go. Thank you. Hi, this is Mike Amin, and I want to give a shout-out to Bluff Time Podcast. Check out more at www.maverickpodcasting.com. Happy New Year, everyone. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.